Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let's go. Here we are. Another episode of Outside Shots with my man, Eddie Johnson. I'm Saul Bookman. We're presented to you, as always, by the good folks at OGs, the people that make your life make your life a little simpler, a little better, a little easier. EJ, what's going on, man? How are you, man? I'm fantastic. That's glad. I'm glad that you're fantastic. <laughs> uh, you know who else is fantastic? The Phoenix Suns, because... Uh, they ended up getting a matchup that I think a lot of people were hoping that they would get. Uh, again, you got to be careful what you wish for because you never know what could happen in these playoff series. But it looks like the Phoenix Suns and, uh, and, and L.A. Clippers uh, are ready to go to another playoff series mm-hmm. just like they did a couple years ago. This time, uh, PG less and Kawhi full. So uh, your initial take because I don't think anybody's really heard your initial take mm-hmm. on what the what you think the matchup's going to end up looking like. Well, anytime you finish, you know, below the second seed, you're going to have a tremendous opponent. So that's what life is in regards to the NBA playoffs. So I mean, it was either going to be the Clippers, or it was going to be the Lakers, or it was going to be Golden State, and we'd be sitting here saying the same stuff. This is going to be a tough series. Uh, the Clippers without Paul George, uh, obviously they're a little vulnerable, but they're still a very good team. Mm-hmm. And if Kawhi Leonard is being Kawhi Leonard, that's going to make it extremely difficult. So, yeah, the Suns just have to come out and play. On paper, the Suns are favored. They should win, but that doesn't mean anything. you got to do it on the court. So this is going to be a very difficult series. I don't think it's going to be as easy as some people might think. Yeah, our, our guys yesterday, uh, Kay Ray, uh, joined the squad as long, uh, along with Vince Morata, um and even Sam Cooper from the timeline. They all talked about this series along with Espo and Gerald. And one of the things that they had pointed out was just the fact that um, Chris Paul, it's funny to say, but Chris Paul is going to find himself being the quote-unquote X-factor in a lot of series in these playoffs just because the focus is, is largely going to be on Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Uh, what are you expecting from Chris Paul in the playoffs? Because it looks like, from the, from the layman's perspective, it looks like he rope-a-doped the league a little bit all the way up until the last month of the season. Then he turned it on and, uh, and is, it is on a roll right now. I think he's probably in the best situation he's been in in a long time uh, in regards to, you know, when he started to go north of 35 because he had a lot of pressure on him over the last couple of years because he's had to bring the ball up. Teams were picking him up 94 feet uh, and his body was failing him somewhat, but he changed his diet. He's a vegan now. You can just tell by looking at him, you know, 
Uh, his quickness has been unbelievable this year, especially with his hands. I mean, defensively, uh, it's a lot of positives that I see uh, with Chris. And when you get to, you know, 37, 38 years old, man, it's just it's a difficult thing. But the beautiful part about him now is that Kevin Durant can bring the ball up. Devin can bring the ball up. Uh, Josh Kogi can bring the ball up. So think about it. Three of the starters can take pressure off of him by bringing the ball up themselves. And that's huge uh, because I think we've seen since Kevin Durant has been, been here that Chris has shot the ball extremely well from three. He's taken 49 threes in eight games that they played together, and he's made 20 of them. So I'm loving Chris Paul right now. I think the pressure is off of him to have to get the team into the offense and have to overly – exert himself to facilitate. We don't have to do it anymore. You got Devin over on his left, Katie on his right, bam, get it to them. They can run two-man games. He can spot up, knock down threes. I think he's going to be tremendous. There's a variety of players that you can look at on this team, uh, especially in that fifth in that fifth slot, um, when when you get outside of CP3 and, and, and obviously DA, in addition to the big two, um, that you could point to and say, okay, can they do this? Can they do this? Terrence Ross, TJ Warren, uh, the list goes on and on. Torrey Craig, uh, Chris Paul shooting a career high 55% on catch and shoot threes this year. Yeah. Um, he's going to have a lot of opportunities to be able to do that. Uh, and so that's kind of what I look at outside of Chris Paul. And we look at that fifth spot, whether it's, it's going to be Josh and Kogi to start most of these games, but down the, down the, down the line, it could be a variety of individuals yes. that could step up and be in that fifth spot, especially when you're talking about the last four or five minutes of the game, right. when you have the big four out there, cause they're going to be out there that last stretch um, who is going to step up, who is going to be that X factor in terms of that fifth spot. I look Honestly, I, I know Terrence Ross has not been shooting the ball extremely well, but I still think that he's going to be that guy um, to be able to hit some big-time shots from the perimeter to keep things honest uh, for the defense in, in some of these cl- clutch moments down the stretch. And I wouldn't be surprised if he hit a big-time three to essentially win a game for the Sun. Historically in the playoffs, you always have somebody jump up that you didn't expect, and they had a huge impact on a game within a series. Rarely is it the entire series, but it happens a lot during a particular game in a series. Suns have four players that they're going to trot out there consistently and play big-time minutes every night. And so now you got one guy out of a plethora of guys on the bench. You got Terrence Ross, as you mentioned. You got Joshua Kogi. Uh, you got uh, Damian Lee. Uh, you got uh, T.J. Warren. Uh, you know, Tory Craig. I mean, you got so many guys that they can throw out there, and one of them guys are going to have a good game. Yeah. So that's that's the beautiful part about what Monty has now in his arsenal. And you know, if none of them guys are doing anything, then he can just put pretty much throw busy out there. And who knows? I mean, so it's so many guys late in games that they can throw out there that can help this team win. And they won't throw busy out there with DeAndre, obviously, but still, he's a guy that could finish the game if DeAndre doesn't have it going. So 
these are I I love what the Suns have. People are trying to put put their bench down, but I don't get it. I, I don't get it because you're gonna have two of those key guys out there on the floor with these other guys constantly doing the playoffs. I, I just think they're gonna be tremendous. They just gotta make shots. That's what it's all about. They get when when Devin gets doubled and KD gets doubled, they just gotta be able to make open shots because they're gonna have them. Uh, this is the upcoming schedule for for the Suns and the Clippers. You got obviously Sunday, then you got Tuesday, both at home. Uh, you can catch all these games uh, on Valley Sports Arizona, so you can hear my man right next to me uh, do some of the uh, analyst work. Yes, and- I'll do game one Sunday, and Myers is going to do game two, and then I'll do the rest of the series. There you go. Uh, and then Thursday, Saturday, and then obviously next week. You know who's not uh, pictured in this or will not be pictured in the playoffs? The Dallas Mavericks and the New Orleans, <laughs> the New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> oh, that sound machine didn't work. Let, let's go back to this, okay? Let's go back to December. I I, I got to do this because my man Espo uh, got out there after the Pelicans beat the, the Suns in back-to-back games in December. And Pelicans fans were all up in our chat, and deservedly so. Hey, you, you got yours? Cool. And they were talking all types of mess. And, and Espo said, listen, guys, I, I understand you're happy. But based off of our own experience last year, being a 64-win team, you can't get too high because you never know when you're going to come back down. And then we got humbled in the second round to the Dallas Mavericks, right? And that was kind of the advice he gave to Pels fans, right? Pels fans did not take that advice well at all. They were upset. They even sabotaged our podcast reviews. Uh, Like 15 of them came into our podcast reviews and just gave us negative reviews all up and down. Like, come on, man. Like... And then, lo and behold, the Suns are going through the thick of it. They have a rough stretch. And this is how good the Suns are, though. They were able to weather that and still get to the playoffs and get a four seed. Uh, Whereas the Pelicans hit injuries and everything kind of unraveled. And now they found themselves out of the playoffs after losing last night to the OKC Thunder. The Dallas Mavericks, obviously, after the Kyrie trade, fell apart. uh, And they never even had a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, Are we going to call this a choke job? I don't know what we can call it, but what we can call it is they're right back in the same damn place they were last year, Pelicans. Okay, they talked a lot of junk during the playoffs, and granted, they didn't have Zion, but that didn't guarantee they were going to win. They didn't have him. We beat him. We shut them up. They go back this year, early in the season, we got a, a back-to-back on their home floor. Uh, two games we could have won. They got mad at me because I said they were piping in sound. Uh, they were just all on my Twitter ripping me, telling me that, you know, we're, we're, we're choke artists. We can't win. They were in first place. They were looking good. And now you're on vacation. <laughs> See, so what I will tell Pelicans fans and even some of their players who like to talk smack, you got to win something first. Like, on paper, yeah. Uh, You got Zion, you got Brandon Ingram, you got Valanciunas, you got C.J. McCollum. I think you got a a plethora of role guys that can defend, two-way guys, knock down shots. Troy Murphy, I think, is going to be a tremendous player. But you're at home. 
You don't talk until you actually do something. And there's no guarantee Zion is going to ever play. I want to talk about him a little later, especially some comments. I don't know if you have those comments that he had yesterday, but still. And I know you tell Eddie, why you didn't send them to me last night? You should have sent them. <laughs> I understand. Okay, it just jumped in my head. That's but all good. Pelican maybe, fans. Maybe producer Jake could go find what, what, yeah. what comments you're talking about. Yeah, Pelicans fans. Just wait, man. Wait till you win something. And then the Maverick fans. <laughs> uh, how is it working now? Oh, man. Seriously. Seriously, Maverick fans. How is it working? Okay. Did you hang the banner for beating us last year? You should have. I mean, you quit. I mean, you quit in my lifetime. I've never quit at anything. If I lost, I lost. And I hurt when I lost. But I'm not losing on purpose. Not happening. You lost on purpose. And your players didn't even fight management to play it out. That bothers me. I guarantee you talk to any team I've been on, any coach. They would have had to probably just kidnap me and lock me in a the room. There's no way on this earth that I would have dealt with that. I would have gone public. I would have been ticked. It is no way. I was not built in this game to lose on purpose. They lost on purpose. They didn't even believe that they got in the play and they could win. Mm. That And you got two of the what all-time greatest scores on your team, eventually, in Kyrie and Luka, and you quit. Mm. Unbelievable. That's all I got to say. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. No, I mean, hey, it's warranted. It's absolutely warranted. Eh? Because, eh, listen, the Dallas Mavericks fans had a lot to, to, to cheer about last year until they got to the Western Conference Finals, obviously by beating the brakes off of us in Game 7, which they – you know, to, to they earned the to, win. Yeah, they, without they a absolutely doubt. did. And and to your to your point, they, it did definitely feel like they were going to hang a banner in that arena for that. Cool. Then you fast forward a year, and a lot a lot of things change. And uh, yeah, quitting is one thing. Uh, and the way they just kind of unraveled, and the way that Kyrie and Luca weren't able to really coexist um, to really help that team overcome adversity uh, is something to uh, kind of behold if you're a Suns fan. To be honest with you, so it's. Pretty cool. So, uh, once again, uh, a lot of people get upset when you start talking about, uh, you know, like we got somebody in, in, in the chat right now saying, Suns fans telling another fan base to humble themselves so they win something is rich. No, no, no. That's not what we said. We said just be wary of the mountain that you try to climb because the, the steep side of the other side is is – is pretty dangerous, and that's exactly what happened. Well, and they always want to reach back, right? Yeah. Like Dallas fans want to reach back. Well, we have a title. Yeah, you do. In 2011. Uh, yeah, a long time ago. Luka wasn't around. Kyrie wasn't around. And you seen Dirk walk lately? Man, he going to need some kind of replacement sooner or later. <laughs> Y'all took every ounce of energy out of him. Okay, and Dirk was tremendous, without a doubt, tre tremendous title. But uh, we talking about today. We're talking about really as recent as last year when you ripped us, got onto our Twitter, got here talking, ripping us, talking junk, even this year talking junk. 
Okay. So it's our turn. That's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, just to be clear, if you are really upset, uh, the number one thing you should do is go to ogsbrands.com and find your nearest dispensary where you can find these edible delights uh, and try some Happy Balance gummies. Uh, one-to-one THC to CBD ratio. Uh, help calm you down a little bit, and uh, it'll also help soothe your aches and pains. Also, you have this beautiful little shirt right here that's on the screen. The Vibes Are Immaculate shirt that we will be selling tomorrow live from Buds of Palooza. Uh, it's a tremendous event. Starts at about four or five o'clock in the afternoon and it goes all night long. Tremendous bands out there. Uh, I think the Expendables is one of the bands that's out there t- tomorrow. It's going to be pretty lit. We'll be out there selling these shirts in addition to some of the other PHNX stapled shirts, uh, like some sun shirts and other stuff. So, uh, come out, check it out. It's going to be a fun time. If you see your boy, come say hi. Uh, and you maybe you will be high i don't know we'll see but it's gonna be a fun time it's gonna be uh a, a, an elite event it's one of my favorite events all year have you ever been to buds of palooza no i've heard about it okay yeah but it's it's a fun time yeah so, i know i mean I, I do i even have to take any ogs while i'm no, out there no i know i just I walk around jeez <laughs> i already know facts, i already know facts, man facts for, i for mean sure. how are you gonna even sleep in the hotel when it's permeating through the the, the, good, the good thing is the nba doesn't drug test for that anymore so you were all good no nah, i don't good. but what if i decide <laughs> what if i don't want to you know walk through the 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 blizzard of that. Uh, maybe I can give you a Larry Tunsil uh, gas mask. <laughs> so you can wear it around. So if you see somebody in a gas mask, you know that's EJ. Just say hi. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about your favorite boy and my least favorite team, uh, the, the LeBron-led Lakers who struggled to beat a depleted Minnesota Timberwolves team. Um, I will say this. I think watching that game, more than anything else, it told me that LeBron and AD don't have enough to win a championship in LA, number one. Number two, for the one of the first times, I know LeBron's stats tell you one thing for sure, and he's a great player. I know nobody's denying that. But it definitely felt like, eh, m- maybe, maybe, Father Time's finally catching up. That's, that was my perspective in that game. Still able to hit big shots. Still able to play at a high level. His his drop off is still better than ninety nine percent of the league. Don't get me wrong, but still, that was a rough game to watch. That fourth quarter was one of the worst and best fourth quarters at the same time I've ever seen. Guys couldn't make a layup. They couldn't make a shot in the last five minutes of the game. Struggle busting left and right. And at the end of the day, the <laughs> the the Lakers find a way to avoid elimination or avoid going to another playing game, and now we'll face the Memphis Grizzlies. Can I, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Though? Go ahead. Uh, before I get into the, the Lakers situation, yes. You you just said LeBron is what one of the great players of all time. No, no, but you said he's going downhill. No, no, no. I said you, I, I, that was one of the first times I, I, I feel like Father Time is kind of setting Father up Time. Time. Yeah, yeah. Which now, is true. He's 38 years old. I man. know. Hold, 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 let me hold it. He's 38 years old. Mm-hmm. And he's averaged 30 damn points a game the I, last few years. What did I just say? I Mo- just said more, his, his more than just, any points he's scored in his career. I'm telling you, when you watch that fourth quarter, can you honestly sit there and tell me that that LeBron was the same as five years ago, LeBron? 
No, and so you're that not. That just states my fact that Father Thomas setting in. He's a little slower. But you're not the same Saul as you were three years ago. I'm better. <laughs> Oh, you're better. Oh, man, I'm way you better. You see all that damn gray on your face? I know, man. Oh, you just had like it five line, years baby. ago. Come on now. I look good with gray, man. Man, you all, man, listen, listen, <laughs> listen. This dude, what I tell people about LeBron, and, and I don't hide this, he's one of my favorite players ever, okay? MJ's one of my favorite players ever, but MJ fans don't think that because I'm, I love LeBron. Magic Johnson is my best basketball player ever. Okay, so if you ask me who I think the GOAT is right now, presently, because I wouldn't give it to LeBron because he's still playing, I wait till you're done, I'm gonna say Magic Johnson. Why? Because he made everybody better. That's why, and I was that kind of player. So I'm gonna really, you know, lean toward him. No disrespect to MJ fan. And you also played against him. Yeah. I think there's well, some merit to that too. Both yeah, yeah. of them, both of them, so. I'm still trying to understand why people have such a difficult time in just saying that LeBron is just a freak of nature. Like, what he is doing at this age, nobody has ever done. Not even Kareem, who he just passed. Nobody has ever averaged points like this, ran the floor like this, jump like he does at this age. This is something you should just appreciate. So what I'm telling you is, yeah, he gets fatigued, without a doubt. We all do, right? Get older. But in regards to dominating a basketball game, he still can do it against these young dudes. He just can't do it for 40 minutes like he used to. But, man, I, I like I told you, I think the Lakers are a very difficult get. I wouldn't be shocked if that's who we're playing in the conference finals, if we're lucky enough to get through the first two rounds. Uh, so, so I just do. So, so you think – and then, oh, I got to stop you right there. So you think that the Lakers could somehow find their way through not only Memphis, but also the Golden State Warriors? Yes. I'm not worried about the Warriors. I'm not worried about the Warriors against them. Right. Like, the Warriors had the worst record of any of any team this year on the road. I'm not ignoring it. I know Andrew Wiggins is a pretty good player, but damn, you're going to take 20-something games off and come back, and now he's right. I, I, I'll believe it when I see it. I don't think their defense is as good as it once was in their championship runs. I just don't. I don't know if they have an answer for Anthony Davis. So yeah, yeah. I, I no. So I'm not worried about the Warriors. Yeah, are they going to compete? Without a doubt. Uh, 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 can they? Can they get to the conference finals? Yes, they can. Especially if Steph is doing crazy stuff. But I'm not going to ignore what I saw this season. I'm just not going to ignore that. Sure. Uh, and I just can't. To, to be fair, if they played the Lakers. <clears throat> the Warriors would have home home court advantage. Doesn't matter. That's all they would need. Doesn't matter. I think they're beatable at home. LeBron's not beating Steph at home, man. I think they're beatable at home. You got to understand something about the Warriors, and 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 they're the best ever at doing it. Don't get me wrong. Like three best jump shooters ever in this game to me. And I don't have to say the order, okay? Because I got an argument for all of them to be one. It's Steph, Clay, and KD. They're the best. Pure jump shooters ever. Devin is in, is is fast moving up that mm -hmm, category. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, that's how they can beat you. They can beat you with their devastating shooting. If if Jordan Poole is is at, at least attempting to play defense, then he'll stay on the court and he'll be able to stay out there. And he's a problem scoring the ball. I get it. They they can just devastate you with their scoring. 
I'm just not banking they can do it for for four games in a series. I just, I'm just not doing it. So do you even like them to get past the Kings? I think that series is going to be six or seven games. I, I think so, too. I think so, too. I think people are sleeping on the Kings. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the Kings are going to – I think game one and two will tell me whether or not – the like if the Warriors stink – one one of those two games on the road in Sacramento because that that's going to be a hostile mm-hmm. hostile environment. Just to give you a frame of reference, uh, ticket prices for the Kings are double right now what they are in in San Francisco for the Warriors games right now because it is a hot ticket, obviously because they haven't been there for seventeen years. But also, they like you said, you played there. The fan base is rabid. They mm-hmm. they they support their team. It's going to be a fun series to watch. And a lot of people think that the Warriors are going to get a lot of people in there. And I know Warrior fans have a ton of money. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean they're probably right there, the top three fan bases that's got a ton of money. I don't know what order you want to put them in, but it's it's, it's Golden State, it's New York, and it's L.A. Mm-hmm. Okay, we understand that Chicago's right there with them probably too. I get it, and Warrior fans like to travel. But I think Kings fans, because they have not been in the playoffs for so long, those fans that have those seats, they're probably not going to sell them. No, oh, yeah. No. Normally they would sell them, but they want to really see what they've been paying for to see for all these yeah. years. Yeah. So I just don't know if the Warriors are going to get that many fans in there. And then whatever fans they get in there, they're going to be drowned out, man. Because yeah. them Kings fans are relentless, man. Yeah. They are nonstop. So I think the home court is going to help Sacramento. Yeah, pressure early on is going to get to them. If the Warriors come out and they're knocking down jumpers like crazy, are they going to put their head down? Uh, but I think ultimately, man, this is going to be a, one of the most exciting series, uh, without a doubt. I agree. I agree. I'm looking forward to that one probably the most out of all the this series, even ours, to be honest with you. Like, uh, I, I, it's just to see that environment once again because I remember it when they were playing the Lakers and they had Mike mm-hmm. Bibby and Stoyakovich and all those guys, Chris Webber. It was fun to watch. So um, let's let's move on to the other side, okay? All of a sudden, we have a scenario where uh, you have the De- Denver Nuggets at the number one seed facing either Minnesota or OKC, which I think uh, from a matchup standpoint, OKC is playing very good, mm-hmm. and they could be that team that just you know everything lines up and and they're playing at a high level and the catch is sleeping a little bit, kind of like what the Denver Nuggets did to the Seattle Sonics way back in the day mm-hmm. uh, where they just kind of caught them sleeping in a five-game series and all of a sudden Seattle got bounced, the first number one seed to ever lose, right? Um, I could see a scenario where uh, you know they could challenge Denver, but I just don't see Denver getting past or uh, struggling to get past either OKC or Minnesota. And then you have Suns, Clippers, we're looking at a possible second round matchup with the Nuggets, which would be great. Um, what is your take on the Nuggets? Because somebody has a take on the Nuggets that we're going to play here in a second. Uh, well, if they're healthy, they're a very good team. Uh, I think they've been battling health uh, in the last few weeks. Jamal Murray's up and down, even though I talked to him last week and he said, you know, he feels good. Uh, so they, they're deep, man. They got shooters, deluxe, and obviously they got Jokic, man, who's going to find these guys. So, that's not going to be an easy out. But I'm just telling you, man, uh, they probably are pulling for OKC to win because I think Minnesota's playing with an edge right now. Anthony Edwards, obviously, his health is important. But with Carl Anthony Towns, the way he's playing, even though he didn't play well in the fourth quarter the other night, and Gobert's coming back with an edge because he's got to prove himself now to what he did. Uh, and if Anthony Edwards is healthy, 
I don't know if the Nuggets wants to want to see them, mm. uh, but Oklahoma City still is going to give them a run for their money. Yeah, that should be fun. But speaking of the Nuggies, somebody uh, had a, a, a take about the Western Conference, and you weren't too keen on it. Yes, I love the confidence. Western Conference, oh, finals ooh, matchup. Zero idea. But I tell you what, I tell you what. Well, I don't have limb, Chuck. The lack of respect that y'all are showing my Denver Nuggets is not going to be tolerated on guarantees. The lack of respect for the Sacramento Kings is not going to be tolerated on guarantees. The Denver Nuggets are going to the finals. Guaranteed. Chuck, former Phoenix Sun, just always rooting for the underdog, it feels like, or rooting for teams that are not named the Phoenix Suns, which kind of rub you the wrong way. That's my boy, okay? <laughs> so the one thing about Charles, and he always says this, right? Like he and the, he and like I said, he and Michael Jordan were very close friends. They don't talk now, at least up until this point in time, maybe they have made up but and have made it public. I don't know, but I don't think so. Charles always says, you know, he had to tell the truth. He had to speak his mind. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what he says. Yet, you know, so I don't want him I don't want you calling me up on my phone after what I'm getting ready to say. He always says, you know, say what's on your mind and you just have to do your job and, and you know, you say what you believe. Chuck, stop hating on the Suns, man. <laughs> you gotta you look, you have a picture up there. <clears throat> okay? Stop hating. It's a quiet hate. That's what it is. It's a quiet hate. You just said my Denver Nuggets. You never played for the damn Denver Nuggets. <laughs> my Denver Nuggets? Like if you play for the Suns, I don't think anybody would call another team, especially a person that's on the national airways, my team. Why are they your team? I thought the Suns were your team. Stop, man. Like, eventually, the Suns are going to have a bigger parade than what you had losing the finals. They are. I mean, just face facts. I mean, the, the what you did to get to the finals, you beat me in a game seven, okay? So, trust me, I felt it, all right? I tried my best. I dropped 34 on you all. They, you, you blocked my shot late in the game, and that still ticks me off. He did have But the point is, the point is, <laughs> stop hating, man. Like, come on board all the way. You can't have one foot on the boat. You can't. Not accepting it. You're either all in or you're not. That's my point. Like, my Denver Nuggets? (laughs) Jay in the chat says, uh, we all have friends who say dumb things. And that's true. That's true. Absolutely true. Do you think it has anything to do with KD? No, Charles been saying this before KD. Okay. All right. Come on. You know that famous rant he had? about the nachos and people yeah. can park right up close to the arena. No, Charles says he's had this mindset for a while and I don't understand it. That's fine. If that's the way he feels, 
but you can't be halfway in and halfway out. You either a hundred percent in on the Phoenix Suns wagon or you're not. They have a tremendous team. Okay. They have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker on opposite sides. You're going to tell me that you basically think the Denver Nuggets are better than the Suns. I'm not saying the Denver Nuggets can't beat the Suns. Okay, I'm saying, do you think by looking at the rosters and you looking at the stars that's on these teams that they're better? If so, give us a reason why. Because KD hasn't been there long enough. Elaborate and give us a reason why instead of just saying, my Denver Nuggets. And you're going to guarantee it. Okay. There you go. There you go. I hey, Listen, I, I, <clears throat> I think the nug- Nuggets are a good, solid team. I think they can beat anybody in the league on any given night. Um, but I do think that, that the way that they finished down the stretch, um, and listen, we haven't seen the Nuggets <clears throat> tested to the, to, to the nth degree in these environments, in the playoffs, um, because their, their major run was in the bubble. Mm-hmm. And that's a different environment completely than going on the road into a hostile environment, taking over a game, um, and you have the two-time MVP, and we can get into that to a whole nother day. But it's 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 just a different animal when you're getting into the playoffs. Now they're going to have home court advantage, which is a big big deal when you're going to Denver and that mile high air. But just like uh, you have to adjust to other people's environments. Players will adjust to that mountain high altitude as well. We've seen Devin Booker have tremendous games in Denver. Uh, and so I, I'm excited. I, I will say this. The Western Conference is unpredictable. Mm-hmm. You don't know where it's going to go. You right. don't know who's going to do what. We've seen that with the play-in games mm-hmm. so far. They've been phenomenal. And everybody who was kind of crapping on the play-in games at first, I can. I think it's safe to say everybody's on board now because those have been some tremendously exciting basketball games, almost like an NCAA tournament style. And so I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow night as we prep for this upcoming weekend and we finally get to see uh, some of these series get, get started and play out. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, and you can hear more about some of these matchups and uh, other things around the NBA when you join my guy EJ at Sirius Satellite Radio, the NBA Today Show. There we go. See, I'm getting I'm getting better Sirius and better with XM it. NBA Radio, yeah, NBA right. Today show on three what time? Uh every no, every day. I'll get it. I got it. I got it. every every day here in Phoenix from one to four. One to four. Boom. Look at that. See, I got it. I I, I listen to you sometimes. Uh anyway, thank you all so much for joining us today. That was another episode of Outside Shots. As a reminder, we'll be here every Thursday, 9 30 a.m. in the morning. Just to recap everything from the Suns, and next week we'll talk about hopefully uh, a 2 0. Get on the boat, lead. Chuck. There we go. Get on the boat, man. Peace. Your pitch is up in the rafters. <laughs> All in, dude. Bye bye. <laughs>